looking at call recorder from our last session. We almost recorded for three hours. Yeah, last time was a long one. <laughs> Hello. Hey, what's up, James? Hey, how's it going? Good. We were just talking about how I, at the time, I didn't really think about that we recorded for almost three hours last time. I know. It didn't feel like it, but we did. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure, because I don't do almost any editing. How is out. everyone doing? Doing well. Good. I'm gonna while we're while we're getting our introductions out of the way, I'm gonna see how long the product that I put out for the last time we recorded is. Let's see, because I'm sure it's gonna be <laughs> about two hours and forty minutes. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you didn't edit much. <laughs> uh, yep, I pick a beginning and an end, and that's that's it. All right, two for flinching. <laughs> Two hours, 38 minutes. Yeah, lovely. Yeah. And the description is just, Thomas Smith released the two for flinching episodes. (laughs) Please. We should start a petition. And then I tagged him because I know that guy has Google alerts for himself. So there we go. (laughs) It'll come across his radar. Yeah. Anyway. Hey, guys. How's your... So... Yeah. That, it, it reminded me of a thing that happened. So I, you know, because I beatbox, right? Mm. And so I have lent that to a lot of different hip-hop artists, you know, amateur hip-hop artists, you know, but, I, but I've been featured on a lot of albums. And, like, I ran with sort of a crew when I was younger. Mm. Not really ran with, but, like, we, you know, we, we together were the beat poets. And we, there was the, the guy who was in charge of, like, producing... Uh, was named uh, Doctor Obscene, which if you're listening, you rock on. Uh, and Justin Jones is his actual name. You know, props either way. He's 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 a professional like musician, musician. Like he, his band uh, goes around fucking you know playing gigs at like golf courses and shit. Hmm. Uh, so yeah, but like that's how he makes all of his money. Oh, he's got a uh, band. Two nine all stars. Yeah, yeah. Cool. So uh, you know he he's a good dude. But one day, out of the blue, like, I haven't talked to these guys for years. Like, he hit me up out of the blue and was like, hey, man, uh, I'm dumping all my shit. Do you want any of the shit? And oh. I was like, uh. <laughs> I was like, that's, that's really ominous. But, yeah, like, give me all of it. I'll, you know, like, not to sound cocky, but, like, give me all the stuff that you have that was me. Sure. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah. Uh, but so and it turns out, like, he and the other dude, Zylo, had had kind of a falling out. Uh and uh, he was just done with it. He was done with the beat poets, in, and he was done with having that use up all of his digital space. Interesting. Very interesting. Yeah. I wonder if I have anything else like that, or if I like have things that people want. Because I probably right? like I probably deleted. Do it. you contact them? Yeah. Or you just you like fuck this. It's it's my. I don't need this shit. I'm a I'm a habitual deleter of things. <laughs> <laughs> Doctor Obscene, SoundCloud. Yeah. yeah. Ronald Ronald Obscene. Obscene. <laughs> <laughs> and he that like Ronald McDonald's cousin or something. I guess. And he misspelled San Francisco. Oh, I don't know. We're talking about the same dude. <laughs> San F R A N S I C O. Master jamming subtleties in a moment. It, it might be him. It's Sharon cover. 
Oh, probably. Ain't no moonshine. Ain't no flute. Would you guitars you? The picture is of a guy holding a guitar. It's this a, is a redhead dude. It's a drawing. Oh, yeah. It's one person. I'm looking to collaborate with others. I'm also for hire. Vulgar Redhead Productions at Gmail. That's him. Yeah, that's him. Yeah, so this is his SoundCloud. Vulgar Redhead. Yeah, so props to him. Check him out. Hire yeah. you know him as a musician. All I, had to, all I had to do was Google Dr. Obscene. I'll, I'll listen to him another time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, had, I had a crew of people that I ran with when I lived in Columbia that were musicians. And we never recorded Weird how you together. flock together. Yeah. We, 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 never, we never recorded anything, but we had a lot, of, a lot of parties with a lot of instruments and a lot of song swapping. It was fun. Paul Simon put it best. He said, "You when you hang out with another musician or another like-minded person, like you go into a space above, you know, and that's where like the creation happens. You know, oh, not yeah. necessarily like it's physically above, but like it, it's like you do kind of transcend. Yeah, you know, like call it ego death, call it whatever you want. Like you become something. Like you know, the other shit fades away. You know, it doesn't necessarily matter. You know, you become something else. Yeah." It was a very different time for me. I was eighteen and pretending to mm-hmm. be pretending to be a lot more older and experienced than I was. Oh yeah. And I'm pretty sure all these fifty and sixty year old musicians who had been musicians for thirty and forty years. Uh could tell. They, they, <laughs> they knew. I'm sure they saw right through it, yeah. They were like, <laughs> Yeah, sure, kid, go ahead. But they but they liked me and they liked playing with me, so I got to hang around and I'd get invited to like open for shows and stuff. It was, it was great. It was a great time, great time of my life. And I, I miss that, but I also don't miss that at all. <laughs> right. Right. Cause I, I didn't, I didn't make a dime. I, uh, I got a couple free <laughs> dinners, a couple free dinners. Uh-huh. I would make money when I would dress up as an old Irish person and put on an accent and go to down, go to Columbia old town and, uh, play Irish music. <laughs> I make good money there, but that was different. Yeah, it's, it's hard. Yeah, it's actual work. It's actual work. <laughs> but busking sucks. Yeah. It's fun, but like only for like a certain age in your life, and then after that, you're like, man, this is real close to begging. Yeah, <laughs> like I'm dancing for my fucking money. Yeah, so yeah. We're, we're going to we're going to Ireland next week, and I will busk in Ireland, probably for one song. But you can, my, they go to the great people. Guitar. Uh, guitar. I'm going to rent a guitar. Ah, you um, just rent guitars? That's yeah, amazing. you can do like a week-long rental or whatever. So, oh, fantastic. Yes. And um, so I'm going to busk for at least one song just to check it off the bucket list. But I also need to be careful because they put people in jail for that there. They don't have permits Wait, that they really? issue? They do. It's totally illegal to busk in Dublin. That's fantastic. I mean... Not really, but like yeah. it, it makes it more like you know rebellious. Yeah, exactly. I when I got oh. to Chicago, first thing I did one of the one of the first things within the first week was I went down to City Hall and I paid the fifty bucks to get a permit so that I could do it. You know, because there are certain places you're not allowed that no one can do it, even though people do it. But like you know, you're not supposed to do it in the subway, and you're not supposed to do it you know within a certain you know feet of the hospital and like you know certain stuff but like Mm -hmm. otherwise there's street corners and there's rules and there's a whole like hierarchy and there's like a fucking society and like you know of of buskers who like who run shit that you kind of have to answer to if you really want to do shit yeah you know like don't go to this Um, corner and if you do don't do it at this time 
Correct. Because that's Correct. my time in my corner. <laughs> right, yeah. right. You know, like people are serious about it. And people make good, good money. I made you a, I made a hundred bucks a day. Dude, that's insane. I only ever made enough money to pay for the fucking permit. <laughs> uh, but I, I didn't use it that like that way. I didn't plant myself in a thing for like two hours. You know what I mean? I, I use it to be like, like, cause I had a test, right? I had a didgeridoo and it was strapped to my back and that was my, my instrument. That's a, that's what I registered as. And that, that's what I played. So I beatboxed it in my didgeridoo and inevitably anyone who came up and was like, Hey, is that a didgeridoo? I'm like, yes, it is. Do you smoke weed? And they're like, <laughs> yes, I do. And I'm like, let's go. <laughs> so it was, it was more like a fishing pole like, yeah. for friends and like-minded fucking stoners than it was for like an actual like money-making scheme. So I, I did mandolin, banjo, and guitar depending on what I wanted to bring with me. But I just, I went with the Irish thing because they were, and they're still there. There are two buskers in downtown Columbia who are there to this day. There's Tater, who's a cowboy who plays all cowboy songs okay, on guitar. Sure. And then there's this guy named John who plays the penny whistle. And so, which is, what's like, penny whistle? is that the slide whistle? No, no, it's like the Irish little recorder thing. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. And so I, I spoke to both Dude, of them. I want a penny whistle. It's they're cheap as hell. You can get one in a little book of how to play it on Amazon for probably $5. All right. So I I talked to both of them before I even started and I was like, I want to come do what you're doing, but I don't want to step on your toes. And they were like, well, don't play Penny Whistle, don't play Cowboy Songs. And I was like, done. Cool. Noted. (laughs) That like, that's your only niche? Fine. (laughs) It's like, can I, because they played at different times. I was like, would you mind if I came and I did Irish songs, dressed as an Irish person, and I went to the opposite end of the street from you? And they're like, yeah, we don't care. That's fine. Please enjoy. Yeah. Yeah. So then that's what I did. I met a trio uh, once that was the chick played the saw, another chick played the fiddle, and then the dude played an Irish drum. Mm. Uh, and I was, and, and she didn't play, like she was learning to fiddle. She was a classically trained violinist, right? So mm. she was, she played the violin technically, but she was teaching herself how to fiddle just based on this dude's drumming. And I was like, whoa. And, but like, they were completely smelly people. They were completely homeless. And they were, you know, they were young, but it was like, they were super duper talented. And they were like, dude, do you want to jam with us for a little bit for this? Did we I was like, yes. And we, we fucking jam in front of that fountain that was in, um, uh, married with children huh. that look, looked kind of like a guitar. Yeah. And for, you know, that's all it was. I, literally, I used it to meet people. That's great. Yeah. So Zach, I, I am very interested to know this. Because this is not something that you were into at all years ago. What is your now your favorite kind of music or favorite group or anything like that? Oh man, um, I'm I'm really I went from not really listening to music at all to I, I'm like on my phone I have you know hundreds of songs downloaded from pretty much every genre except like really heavy like rock or metal and no country. Okay. I can't okay. stand country. Are you oh, talking about just like, like commercial country or are you talking about like anything that is remotely country? Like even like folk, like bluegrass and like, like that sort of shit. Bluegrass is honestly the, the type of country that I like the least. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. 
Interesting. I, I don't really care for like um, you know pop country that much either, but I do you know enjoy listening to pop every once in a while, so I can handle pop country. But interesting, like really twangy, like folksy bluegrass. No, I can't. Is it I, the banjo? Is it the accent? Oh, but it kind of everything all rolled in together. So, like, if I sent you a link to a completely German song that has uh, Southern American, like, country twang to it, (laughs) (laughs) I'd I'd, I'd watch it. But if it's really twangy, I probably won't like it. Yeah, that's fair. I'll bet you it's the slide guitar. I'll bet you that's what gets you, and you don't even realize it. Yeah, it it sounds like a whining child. Yeah, it does. (laughs) It's far overused in that in that genre. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of go, you know, I I go back and like it just kind of depends on on the mood I'm in in terms of what what I'm listening to. I wouldn't say that I have a like a hard and fast favorite. So that's that's interesting to me. So like because like well, first of all. What is your musical knowledge level? Like your knowledge of musical theory? Uh, whatever is um, below the lowest. Of the below lowest. Like, <laughs> you, yeah. <laughs> like, okay, so you know, for example, uh, I'm I'm not very artsy at all. So, I mean, when in college, you know, you have to take an an art course, and so my art course was art art history. Okay, right. Which is I was, I was the least artsy of the art stuff. Yes, I was. I was more confident in getting a good grade in what is basically a history class than yeah, an actual like art class. Um, yeah, I mean, same with music. You know, you had to take so, a music class at UOP too, and so I took musical history. That okay, so. that's that's so fascinating. So what what then for the music that you listen to for recreation? What is it that you listen for? Like, what is it that you listen to that, like, that you want to keep coming back to? Does that make sense? Yeah, like, yeah, that makes. Generally, when I'm driving, it's just for back. You know, that that's the time when I listen to it the most. It's you know, just background noise. You know, the the beat okay. or the tempo. You okay. know, if I, if I'm you know driving you know out you know in the middle of nowhere going 100 miles an hour, then you know some you know fast paced upbeat you know high tempo type music. Do you sing uh, along? Not normally, no. Sometimes <laughs> under my breath, but not normally. I'm not a big singer either, as I'm sure CJ can attest to. I've never, <laughs> I've never heard him sing, so I, that that that's as far as I can go on that. Yeah, yeah. that's fair. I, but uh, you know, it, it just depends. Like you know, I'll, I'll go through and and you know, one one week I'll be listening, I'll be listening to you know one genre of music, and then next week another, and you know sometimes I'll skip, you know, certain like some some weeks a genre that I normally will like I won't want to listen to at all. That's fun. That's uh, like a life full of variety. Yeah, I try. I try to. <laughs> Have you ever given given like um, Irish folk music a shot? don't know if I ever really have. I think you ought to like some Dubliners or something like that, because it has the nice backbone that I think James and I really enjoy about bluegrass and country of like your banjos and your fiddles and stuff like that. But it's not twangy. There's no slide guitar. So check out. Okay. And the, 
literally this came like it was one of the only music that I had that was available to me at a, a road trip when I went to see my brother graduate from a school in the Navy in, in Illinois. Uh, it was a great big C and I, and Jenny had given me one of her iPods, uh, her only iPod that was actually given to her by her ex-boyfriend as a consolation gift when he broke up with her. But <laughs> <laughs> so it was kind oh of weird, thing, but it was this bright pink, like, you know, like iPod. And I, so great big C was on there. And I fucking jammed out to these dudes. They're from Newfoundland. And they they have a lot of, like, there's a lot of the songs that they play are old Irish folk songs. But they're, like, sailor songs, too, kind of. But they're also, like, rocky, you know? Like, they like rock and roll-y. Okay, like, yeah. Makes sense. So, and a lot of their stuff is real catchy. Uh, but it's just, you know, and a lot of it's fun to sort of, like, have going. And especially, like, if you're driving. Like, it's good, it's good driving music. Great big scene. No, yeah, okay. I'll, I'll have to, I'll have to check that out. And now CJ just mentioned Dubliners. I think yeah, you guys, like it's real a few months ago, had had mentioned that. And I actually, yeah. I don't have any other music on my phone because I get very lazy and I add music like once every six <laughs> right. months. Right. Um, but I actually do because it, it does kind of, sort of have some of the same twang, but it's the the tempo and everything is just very different than like right the Dub- the like traditional like bluegrass that I've listened to. The new Dubliners are a little bit harder than uh, than Great Big C. Yeah. But but the Dubliners, like those dudes, like the traditional folk, like Great Big C is like them turned up just a little bit. If that makes sense. Yeah. Like they're kind of in the middle. Okay. Like they're more modern instrumentation, you know. But in fact, the only time that I've ever had a visceral reaction of standing up and putting my arms over my head in pure joy was at a Great Big C concert. Wow. <laughs> yeah, like I used to think that people who did that shit were liars and like that was bullshit. But no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They they had finished their show and like they didn't play one of the songs that I was really really looking forward to playing, uh Old Brown's Daughter. Uh and they fucking came back out and just like all of a sudden as an encore they started doing it and I shot up out of my seat, my arm shot up and I screamed like a little girl. <laughs> it, was, it was fucking insane. <laughs> No, I know what you mean. Whenever I've seen, not lately because he's he's lost his soul lately, but whenever I've seen Glenn Hansard in concert prior to him breaking up with Marquetta, it was just like, oh my God. Like raw and pure. And just for me as an audience member, just a pure enjoyment of just sitting there being like, this is, this is the best thing I've ever experienced. This is the best. Congratulations to me for for being here. <laughs> for being here, <laughs> and I wish you could be here too. Yeah, because they do. They do. Uh, they did because they don't play together anymore. Now they are two separate people. But they used to end every concert with. Uh, you do? Are you aware, James, of Daniel Johnston? Oh, man, that sounds really familiar. He's a guy. He's got a lot of mental issues. He's institutionalized, but he used to. Um, he used to do all these recordings in his garage and it's all these songs are about all the demons in his head. Okay. That's cool. He has a weird thing about Casper. He's a, he's a weird guy. He, he got institutionalized because one time he was a, he was like sitting next to his dad and his dad's little Cessna and they were flying somewhere. And he shouted something along the lines of I'm Casper, the friendly ghost, because he's obsessed with Casper, the friendly ghost. So he shouted, I'm Casper the Friendly Ghost, took the keys out of the ignition of the plane, threw them out the window. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> so his dad had to do this emergency crash landing with a gliding plane. That's fantastic. Yeah, and every like everything was fine. They were slightly injured, but that was the day that his parents were like, "Okay, Daniel's gone from weird to dangerous, and now he needs Correct. to." Yeah, so throughout, like, he doesn't have any teeth anymore, blah, blah, blah. So he's got, but he has this great song called Devil Town. And the lyrics are, it's very simple lyrics. Uh, I was living in a devil town. I was living in a devil town. I didn't know it was a devil town. Dude, Ben Kaplan does a cover of this song. It's everyone, amazing. It's everyone, one of my favorite songs. Everyone covers this song. So when Glenn and Marchetti were, would still play together, they would get all the audience to snap along. Okay. I was living in a devil, devil town. town. Yeah. And and that's how they would end every concert. And they would quietly like sneak off the stage while the audience was singing along with it. <laughs> that's creepy. It's it, yeah. vampire. All Man. my friends were vampires. Didn't Fucking know that they were vampires. Music. Yeah, but um Ben Kaplan is another one you should check out if you're if you've never fucking Ben Kaplan. Him. He's like K? some Canadian dude from the mountains with a huge beard. Ben Kaplan. This He's is. He's got a someone else. What? Yeah. I, I'm sorry. I found someone else. He's some actor. Birds with Broken Wings by Ben Kaplan is one of my favorite songs. Birds <clears throat> with Broken Wings. All right. Birds with Broken Wings by Ben. Oh, it's with a C. Yeah. He's not one of those Jews you hear about. Oh, no, 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 no. He's a Canadian. He's a Canadian. Not that he couldn't be a Canadian <laughs> Jew. They do exist, I've heard. <laughs> I, don't, I don't associate. Is it still an offensive term to say the word Jew? No, because it's the correct term. It's, it's both the correct term and the uh, offensive term. Ah, okay. it's, it's both. Oh, he's from Halifax. Yeah, it, it's with Jew, it's all about how you say it. Be like, oh, is he one of those Jews? Or it'd be like, oh, is he one of those Jews? <laughs> it's a very different term. Or, or you can be really offensive and say, man, this steak is hard to Jew. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do that. That's bad news. Uh, I should stop drinking. One of the longest running jokes in our household that is that continues to this day is something about like teaching Mexican kids English and then you ask <laughs> them to use the words green pink and yellow in a sentence and one kid's like i got it one sentence i can do this and the teacher's like okay and so the kid goes i was in my house the other day and my phone was going green 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 so i pink, I pink it up i pink up the phone and i say yellow <laughs> oh that's fantastic <sighs> ben capital like he mexican looks- judo it looks very interesting. Grizzly bear, blondie, dirty projectors. Yeah. The staves, the staves. Why do I know that? Staven. Staven. <laughs> hey, Staven, you're an asshole. <laughs> I haven't seen your dad in like weeks, Zach. Really? I think it's well, just that I happen to go during wow. his lunch break or something. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, we, we just got back from Colorado, but he didn't take any extra time off. So he hasn't really been on vacation or anything for a while. So it's just been, you I know, think, yeah, I think I've just fortunate circumstance, yeah. The staves, I know for some reason, and I don't know why I know. Join the lineup of Bon Iver. Well, now I have to figure out about the staves. What do you guys want to talk about while I figure this out? <laughs> okay, I, I have a thing. 
we as as a, a rehatching to an old discussion on a previous episode, what superpower we have. Mm. Jenny brought up to my attention that I have another superpower, and I'm actually kind of a villain with it. Mm. I have the ability, and I'm ninety percent accurate of the time, to steal a person's sneeze from them. What? If, if I want to, <laughs> and it's fucked up, and it's completely fucked up. But like, my dad has called me a motherfucker. Like in all seriousness, um, she will straight up be like, "I will kick you in the face if you fucking do that," <laughs> because it works every time on her. The only people that it doesn't work on are the people who like machine gun sneeze, choo, 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 choo. Um, like like anyone who has to build up to sneeze, I can fucking get it if I want to, and I feel bad because it did. You know, it's such a satisfying thing to have a really good sneeze, and it's such a fucking bitch to have that taken from you. Yeah. I think you've but done yeah. this to me. I think I, I feel like you've done this to me. <laughs> I, have. I might have. <laughs> it's really hard for me to resist, you guys. It's really hard. Like it was, it, you mm-hmm. know, in my nature. Like it is. It must be a superpower. <laughs> like as soon as it's around, I'm like I can feel it fucking pulling. <laughs> oh my god! My dad, like in all serious, like he shot me daggers in the you motherfucker. <laughs> I was like, ha 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 But no, I'm sorry. I don't want to do that anymore. <laughs> Oh, the staves. I know why I know them. Okay, sorry. Did they stave off your curiosity? The Matt, Matt Besser has a podcast called Improv for Humans, and once a month he has a musical episode where he brings on a band or a musician, and they like oh. play a song, and then they improv off of the song. And in one episode it was the staves. Nice. It's very nice. It's three sisters, and they harmonize in three-part harmony. It's, it's beautiful music. I think they come on my uh, my Spotify. Yeah, I have one of their albums on on a CD, which is weird because I have literally no way to play it unless I am in my car. <laughs> I was thinking about that the other day. Like, I got a stack of DVDs. Like, what the fuck am I gonna do with that ever? Oh yeah, I, I kicked <laughs> I kicked my, our DVD. We had you know one of those towers where you put all your DVDs on yeah. display. I yeah, kicked yeah. it out of my house because our DVD player is not <laughs> in the house. Right. <laughs> we own one, but when we moved and we were setting things up, I was like, I'm not, I'll keep it so that we can get to it easily, but I'm not hooking up the DVD player until the day comes where we're like, hey, we want to watch a DVD. And we've been here almost a year now and it hasn't come up. So, yeah. <laughs> sorry, DVDs, you get kicked out into the garage. Yeah, I just buy everything. And,. I, I am slowly now going back and because more and more of the Marvel movies are not on Netflix and stuff anymore, so now I'm just buying right. them. So any any day anybody wants to come to my house and watch any Marvel movie, um, I own them. Sweet. Yeah. Any day. They finally know. put yeah. Thor Ragnarok on Netflix, so I watched that last night. Oh, amazing. God, it's oh, yeah. so good. Yeah, I love it. It was one. hella funny. I laughed so much. Yeah, it's finally, it was finally a Thor movie where I was like, okay, I am on board now. Yeah. I, I always enjoyed the Thor character in the other movies, but the movies just sucked. Oh, yeah. See, I actually, I actually I, I'm, I'm like one of the like 10 people in the entire world that actually, um, Thought the second one wasn't awful. I, you know, yeah. yeah. Go ahead, James. I, for what it's worth, because like not knowing anything about the actual canon, like it's great exposition, and it was it like standalone. The first Thor was, I thought, a good standalone, just like the first Iron Man. Like it didn't necessarily need to connect to the whole cinematic universe, like it did, 
but it didn't need to because it was it was it's all around movie. Yeah, yeah. The, the canon, one, I mean, as far as the canon goes, the Thor in the Marvel Cinematic Universe is the weirdest, strangest, never used version of Thor. Why is that? Thor usually is sort of like a Captain Marvel type character, where he's just a regular Earth guy who, from time to time, like. I don't remember all the specifics, but lightning will strike him or something and he'll turn into like, it's his alter ego is this alter ego is the wrong term. Like he will transform into the Thor, the God of thunder. And then, yeah, I remember reading that. So like basically think Bruce Banner, Hulk, very similar to that, where due to reasons outside his control, sometimes he will turn into a superhero. And then when that's over, he'll just turn back into being a regular guy. So there was a show, live action show um where in a little kid not a little kid a high schooler kid uh found this magical hammer and he had to say these words uh, yeah and the words unlocked it like like you know he man of grayskull i can't remember what the words were but it was something like by by Odin's, by what Odin's was beard it? yeah probably <laughs> by Odin's left testicle i was i was about uh, to say by the power of grayskull but that is uh but that's he man that's he man <laughs> yeah thor tv show let's see Incredible Hulk returns. What? What is going on? Yeah, you search for a Thor TV show and Incredible Hulk returns. Mighty Mighty <laughs> Thor? The, maybe, perhaps. 66? Yeah, sounds about right. Okay. Uh, let's see. And also, by the way, Jane Foster eventually becomes Thor. Yes. That, that, oh. that, was, that, that was where I learned that they could... Uh, that was where I learned the original thing about him, where he just kind of turns into Thor every once in a while. Yeah. Huh. And then because he, like, becomes unworthy or some crap like that. Something like that, yeah. As ends far as, up being Thor. As far as canon is concerned, yeah, Jane will eventually be Thor, but I don't think that's actually going to happen. Um. By the way, so did you, James, have you seen the new Avengers? No, not yet. I'm just going to tell you, I don't know if I told you guys last time. I don't think I did. Did I tell you about the dwarf? No. Okay. Zach, you've seen it, right? Yeah, I've, I've seen it, yeah. I know who you're talking about, but I don't know what you're going to tell me. Okay. <laughs> I thought it was very cool. So um, Thor has been saying the entire time he's been in these movies that his that Mjolnir was like built by dwarves in this special place where they build special weapons, and it was like the heart of a star forged okay, it, stuff right. like that. Yeah. In um, the new Avengers movie, we go there. Okay, cool. And we meet one of the dwarves who does that. And this person is a dwarf because it is Peter Dinklage. Okay, sure. But He's like the dwarf now. But in the movie, he's about 10 feet tall. Oh, that's cool. Right? So it's a 10 foot tall Peter Dinklage. He's still a dwarf. He still has disproportionately short arms and legs for the size of his head and torso. (laughs) But now he's just also 10 feet tall. So I knew a man when I was in my uh, 18, 19, when I was at Delta. His name was Josh Freeze, spelled with an S. Ooh, hang on. I know him. He's, I called him Steppy. <laughs> okay, so this is totally fucked up. But, like, his body proportion was that of a midget, but he was six foot five. Yes. You know, or six foot four, whatever it was. Like, he was a tall dude, but he had short arms and short legs, but he had this long fucking torso. Yeah. 
Oh, man. Yeah, that was, that was Steppy. I met Steppy because one time he was sitting on some steps, and that's how he got his name. Yeah, um, well, I mean, you mean every time he was sitting on some steps. Was that his big thing? I didn't hang out with him too often. I hung out with his brother more often, who we called Frizzy because he had long, curly hair. Ah. Frizzy, this guy Frizzy. is a little bit older than me, so we might not be talking about the same one. There's no, no, another no. Josh Freeze that used to work at BJ's, actually. Mm, okay, maybe. That might that might be called Steppy, that did have a brother that had curly hair. Okay, maybe that's the one. <laughs> wow, weird. I know <laughs> yeah. two Josh Freezes. That is, that's weird. a very weird thing to know. So, the second one, in my opinion, always looked like a weird Eddie Munster. Hmm. The, the Steppy one? I barely yeah. remember what he looks like. Okay. I just yeah. remember that he was Steppy, and he got his name because he was sitting on some steps, and then one of us thought it would be funny to yell out the window, Hey, Steppy. And hey, then Steppy. he just became Steppy from then on. Yeah. There it was. That sounds actually closer to the that Josh Reed. <laughs> yeah. We gave kids uh, real stupid names. That's all right. In one of my you know, many groups of friends that I have since abandoned. nicknames that generate organically like that are fantastic especially the ones that last throughout the years Mm -hmm. my friend jeremiah still has a dog that i named the mountain the mountain big ass dog or is it tiny it's regular it's a medium-sized dog i don't know it's probably like 60 to 70 pounds Okay. But uh, I just named it the mountain, and then it became the mountain, and then that's just that's just it. Now that dog is the mountain. <laughs> I don't remember why I called it the mountain, but it uh, happened. Did you climb it one night? <laughs> Mounted that mountain. <laughs> okay. Can you please, real quick, Google Captain Kirk is climbing a mountain? Captain Kirk is climbing a mountain is apparently yeah. a thing. Because yeah. thing. Why is he climbing a mountain? Can you play it for our listeners real quick? Because I just want to song slap somebody. Somebody in the world has heard this before. All right, so I have to and unplug I... my headphones. Okay. And we'll... We heard it. I heard it for a second. Okay, let's see. Can you guys hear me? Yeah, I can hear okay. you. So I'm going to turn up the volume, and I'm going to hit play. Yeah, there you go. This is an amazing video. Please Google this video. Listeners. Captain Kirk is climbing a mountain. Why is he climbing the mountain? mountain? Captain Kirk is climbing a mountain. Why is he climbing a mountain? Captain Kirk is climbing a mountain. Why is he climbing a mountain? Captain Kirk is climbing a mountain. Why is he climbing a mountain? To hug the mountain. To envelop that's about it it keeps going but uh <laughs> that mountain that mountain yes to make uh, I love the city oh my god because I'm in love Hmm? <laughs> <laughs> I think she just got it. I think you can't hear it. Right on between Kirk and the mountain. <laughs> Kirk is on the Kirk is on the mountain. Now, in order to create that illusion, sucking some of the most sensational men who 
melancholy climb are voracious, fleeting, and elusive, and peripheral. And that's putting me on the mountain. Captain Kirk is climbing a mountain. Why is he climbing a mountain? Captain Kirk is climbing a mountain. Why is he climbing a mountain? Captain Kirk is climbing a mountain. Why is he climbing a mountain? Captain Kirk is climbing a mountain. Hold it, please. Hug the mountain. Envelop that mountain with hug the mountain. To envelop that mountain with hug the mountain. That mountain, that mountain. He wants to make love to the mountain. <laughs> oh my god. Is going. Oh man, I, he must have found a deluxe version. <laughs> he just goes on and on and on. He goes on for minutes and minutes. before. There's a video too, and in the video he's actually doing like an interview. Yeah, no, I was, I, I, uh, I, uh, muted it and I was kind of listening along. Yeah. It's fun. Wow. Yeah, so there's that. Thank you for that. I didn't realize how long it was. I forgot. That's two and a half. Um, do you know? You guys know Ty Lopez? No. Yeah, uh, knowledge is what I'm real worried about. Not my three Lamborghinis I just bought, but I have. My, I'm more proud of the fact that I have six bookshelves here. At all, I read a book a day. No. Oh, you don't know this. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I'm sure that was a dead-on impression. That's <laughs> pretty much. He, uh, Ty Lopez is an investor, partner, consultant, or advisor to or to over 20 multi-million dollar businesses. So he's a guy who, he just is like a self-help guy who, I don't know. He has YouTube ads that he puts out. Right? Uh, here I am out here in the Hollywood Hills, and I have the uh, It's nice to drive it in my Lamborghini. And I remember the day when I only had $47 in my bank account and I was sleeping on someone's couch and I thought, I gotta make a change and now I am a billionaire. So, he, he, he'll he teach you, he'll teach you, if you pay him money, how he became oh, a billionaire. <laughs> Where it's like, if anyone who pays for that, it's like, you don't understand why he is has a lot of money now? It's because you just gave him money, just like a lot of other people. Yeah. <laughs> like that line from the office when they're talking about two thousand dollars and Creed is like, I know somebody who can turn that two thousand dollars into eight hundred. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> There's a very funny remix of the Ty Lopez video where he goes, There was a time where I only had forty seven Lamborghinis in my Lamborghini account and I only had forty seven books in my book account and only forty seven Hollywood Hills in my Hollywood Hills account. Huh. It, <laughs> it's just very funny. Ty Lopez. Ty Lopez. Ty Lopez is the internet's most hated entrepreneur, and that's why he is so successful. According to the, the third, hustle. The, so, the third selection was Ty Lopez YouTube net worth. And so, I clicked on that one, and it says his net worth is $20 million. It could be. but But really, his net worth is... Three to seven million dollars. Oh, that's his personal still, net worth. Yeah, yeah. So a whole fucking bunch of money. Yeah, it's a lot of money. I mean, I'm not saying the guy does not have money and has not learned to make money. I just don't think that what? he is able to teach you to make that amount of money. No, none of them are. That's the whole thing. 
like if that's everyone... all these self help books are. Let me tell you. Let me. I will tell you how I successfully did it. Right. So yeah. nobody's saying like, look, this is all you got to do. They're saying, well, let me tell you how. Right. Mm. And if you got this, then you got to do this. But let me tell you how I did it. Well, okay, fucking how? How do you fucking do this, you <laughs> bastard? <laughs> that's never gonna work, everyone out there. Yeah. If someone made a million dollars with a great idea. That idea's already done. It's done. Find your own idea. <laughs> the million has been made. You cannot yeah. just do the same thing. Right. Unless you're Jane's addiction. Why? What did they do that was Wait, the same? What? Thing? <laughs> uh, Jane's addiction is basically like ELO. I mean, there's, there's, the, Jane's addiction is a band that, in in my opinion, just copied a lot of other people and created a band and did some songs just and, at the right time. And, and it was at the right time, and now they're millionaires. But. In general, unless you're Jane's Addiction, you cannot make another million dollars off of an idea someone's already made a million dollars from. I don't know, man. Just It's all about repurposing, right? The Slap Chop existed before it was a Slap Chop. That's fair. You know. Yeah, that's fair. I could probably rebrand a mandolin. It all came again. You could probably what? Rebrand a mandolin. Yeah. I think you cut your fingertips off. um, Yeah. Yeah. Just in the 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 Slap Chop. The slide place. <laughs> it's mandolin. It's mandolin with an e at the end, Zach. If you ever watch like a like a cooking, um, oh okay, oh show, god, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah, go yeah. shook, 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 and now your yeah. onions are totally sliced. Um, I got Jenny one for Christmas one year, and no joke, like three seconds after opening it, she fucking sliced off part of her nose. Yeah, no, you have to. <laughs> yeah, man. before you, you have to buy the. They sell chainmail gloves. For you to yep. use when you're using those, you have to have those if you're going to have a mandolin. And I know that the chainmail gloves cost more than the mandolin, but if you don't always wear it's those gloves it. while you're using the mandolin, you will remove a large part of the skin on your hands. Even with the guard. Yes. Even with the guard. Especially with the guard, because sometimes you're like adjusting things, and so maybe right. it's not your fingertips. Maybe you just take a slice off of the bottom of your palm or the back yeah. of your hand or something because you're holding things at a weird angle to make sure that you don't slice your fingertips. They cut yeah, very well with their death traps. Yeah, my parents I refuse to use them. <laughs> <laughs> I, like my, I tell them I like my hands too much. Yeah, I keep thinking about buying one. She could get like a good one for like $20. Yeah, yeah, they got a nice one. But just... you got to get the chainmail gloves. Chain Truth. mail gloves. How or, much for those costs? They have little leather fingertips that you can get. And I'm sure you can get them out of silicone too. Um that uh like for, for carving. Yeah. I'm only gonna trust that steel mesh. I... <laughs> but that's gonna fuck up your mandolin. Well, if I happen to accidentally cut my hands off, I'm gonna be happier that I did not cut my fingertips off. And ruined the blade of my mandolin than cutting my fingertips off. I, I can just see it now. You <laughs> slice your fingertip off and you're like, damn it, the blade is dented. <laughs> That's step one. Let's order a new blade before we go to the ER. <laughs> I have a friend who got a mandolin and then cut off his fingertips almost immediately. And then he went to the ER and the nurse was like, oh yeah, I cut off my fingertips on a mandolin too. And then the like, hand... Like, why are these still a thing? Yeah. And then the hand surgeon came in to like check him out and see if he needed surgery and was like, oh yeah, I cut off the oh, fingertips yeah. of my yeah. hand too on a mandolin. 
Oh my god! <laughs> and so he just left going like, "What the fuck? Why? Why is this a thing? Why does this exist? It's clearly yeah. too why dangerous." People cutting out their fingertips on with it, yeah. Yeah. Man, oh my god! You remember the movie Seven? Uh, what's in the box? Uh, yeah. Yeah, what's in the box? Uh, f- fucking so. Do you think you could cut off your fingertips like that repeatedly? Ninety like fucking Spacey's big character did. Or bite them off. Five. I've, that's so long. I did not realize it came out in ninety-five. Um, yes. I tend to. I think I could do that because I tend to do stupid things like that that are sort of self mutilation, but in the service of something else. They just happen to be self mutilation. Okay, like what? Like I'll take a I'll take a pocket knife to the calluses on my toes. Okay, sure, sure. <laughs> Whoops, my toe's sure. bleeding a lot. Well, that's probably because I've been cutting off large portions of skin yeah. from the side. Yeah, right. anyway, so yes. That I, are built I, up to protect that area from fucking whatever trauma keeps happening to it. So mm-hmm. maybe it's important, but I'm going to just cut it off real quick. Yep. So, yeah. yes, I could do that. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. <laughs> I doubt it. <laughs> Seven. I gotta watch Seven again. I barely remember it. Arlie I know, same here. That makes me want to watch it again, talking about it. It was on some sort of streaming service a while ago. I'm not sure if it still is. Let's see. How to stream Seven. Oh, you guys, there is a very good service out there. It's called Movies Anywhere. Okay. Movies mm-hmm. Anywhere. So you make an account, you log in. Do you, yeah. guys, do you, do you already use this, Zach? Yeah. It's, it's James, I'm going to tell you now. Okay. So you go to Movies Anywhere, you log in, you make an account. Then you tell Movies Anywhere your Google Play account information, your Amazon Prime Video account information, your iTunes account information, all the stuff. So then it takes all of these movies that you've bought on different platforms, and it makes them available on all of those platforms. Oh, that's fun. So just whatever you happen to be on, if you're like, oh, I remember I bought Iron Man one time, but you're on you're on Google Play and you bought it on Amazon prime it doesn't matter because now it will be available on google play too that's amazing yeah and it's totally legal because you bought the rights to watch that movie whenever you want regardless of platform right so it just takes a little extra step out of the way for now that's allowed for now that's allowed and so like you can just continue to buy movies at reckless abandon which clearly you do all the time Uh, yeah I, I, i purchase movies regularly because I have time to watch movies. Yeah. Sure. I, I buy movies all the time, and it's mostly on Prime, but now I can maybe shop around for the best price and stuff like that, and then it will show up everywhere. I'm going to just start hanging out at your house. You should do that. <laughs> <laughs> I own a lot of movies that are mostly Marvel. Uh, Seven is on Netflix Prime Video. Oh, well, I think maybe you could just buy it. Anyway, Jenny doesn't do movies really. It's like I can't convince her to to commit to a ninety minute movie, but she'll watch <laughs> three half an hour episodes like <laughs> like it's nobody's business. And I'm like, like you see that we could have literally just watched a movie right yeah. now. And she's like, no, yeah, I get it, but no. I have the opposite issue with my wife, where she's like, "Hey, let's watch this movie," and I'm like, "Are you sure? Because I'm pretty sure you're gonna fall asleep." And then she right. says, "No, no, no, I'm awake. This is gonna be fine." And then she falls asleep I mean, before the first act is even over. Oh, <laughs> okay, well, but let's watch this movie instead because we know that you're gonna pass the fuck out right now. 
Well, that's why I've just learned. I just go, I just agree to whatever she wants to watch. And then when she falls asleep, I change it to whatever I want to watch. And then <laughs> everything's fine. Uh, yeah, I uh, I do the same thing. Yeah. Although lately, I've been passing out too. Ooh. We So it's pretty much since we got the new couch. You know, because before oh. I sat in a chair <laughs> and I was not very, you know, sleepable in the chair. But now, like... I can just stretch out and lay down for a little bit and it's like 1030 mm. and then I open my eyes and it's like 4 o'clock and I'm like, I need to go to bed so that I can go to work. <laughs> I see. I don't have that problem with our shitty couch. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm fine as long as I don't like lay down to watch something. Like if I'm sitting up watching something, I'm good. Stay awake till 2 o'clock, but yeah. Yeah, I might get really tired, but I won't fall asleep. But as soon as I lay down when I'm tired, then I start to doze off. You guys are so lucky. I can't sleep, period. Then basically movies, whatever, I'll watch it all till the end. And I was we because we have this, this trip coming up, I was explaining to my wife because I have I have never successfully slept on an airplane. Really? Never, ever, ever, ever in my life, even intercontinental flights, I can't do it. Yeah, see, I haven't either, but the longest flight I've been on is only four and a half hours. Nothing like what you're going to be going through. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I've been to Europe um, four different times already. Four? One, two... That's five. like 17 hours, right? you got to sleep. It's, it's like, it can be up to 14 hours. I've been to Europe um, three times. This will be my fourth. I've never slept on a plane. And, um, so I was explaining to her, I was like, I am screwed because we are going to get on a flight to Europe. We're going to show up there at three in the afternoon and I won't have slept for like nine days or whatever. And it's going to be terrible, but it turns out it's going to be totally fine. And here's why. So we fly and we do all the stuff and then our flight ends up in London on at uh, 3 p.m., on a day. So we land, we get out, we get our stuff, blah, blah, blah. By the time we're standing out in front of the airport looking at the sunshine, it's four. Okay. We get ourselves... Back to the hotel. We get ourselves to where we're going to stay, and we get our stuff there. Cool. Now it's five. So You hope. It's probably going to be six. Maybe it's six. That's okay if it's six. So then we go out to dinner... And, like, have a nice time, taking our time going out to dinner, and we get back to where we're going to be, and I'm going to be exhausted, and I'm going to fall asleep at 8 p.m. And wake up bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. Bright-eyed and bushy-tailed at 5 or 6 in the morning. It'll be great. It'll be perfect. I was going to suggest yeah. the opposite route, and that you load yourself <laughs> up with a bunch of cannabis before you fucking go. Oh. <laughs> just to take an edible and just pass out real quick. Oh, not going to happen. I think like, <laughs> in order to sleep on a flight, I, I've only flown once over 21, and that was from Montana to Sacramento. So it was an hour and a half or something. <laughs> yeah, you um, flight. You're talking about an hour, hour and a half to yeah. Seattle and an hour, hour and a half to suck. <laughs> yeah, something like that. I had a beer, eh, whatever. But, um, so I could drink a lot of wine and then I will fall asleep. Truth. Truth. But then you, you're drunk in the middle of the air, which is fucking harder on your fucking body because of the air pressure. And then you have yeah. to get drunk on that shitty wine that they serve on there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So 
Instead, I'm just going to watch 100 movies for 12 hours, right. and then um, I'll be fine, as it turns out. Coming home will be worse, but that'll that's okay. I used to have a trick for sleeping sitting up <clears throat> when it was necessary in my 20s. Um, I So I would take a hoodie, one, not one of the, the zip-up ones, the pullover one, right? Uh, so spread it out, like on a table, like arms out wide, and the hood down on the chest. And just roll up the middle part of it with the arms still out wide. So you've got like this roll up with these like little sleeves out, right? The roll up goes behind your neck and the sleeves uh, wrap around your arms. And then you like, like fold them on your chest a little bit, right? Like you cross your fingers and do like the, the, this is the church. This is the steeple type thing. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I don't know what the terminology is for that. (laughs) Where you, where you clasp fingers with your interlaced fingers. interlaced, Interlaced. Thank you. Interlaced fingers. Zach still has no idea what I'm talking about. <laughs> no, no, no I'm, I'm listening. I'm... Okay, yeah. So, so you wrap the your sleeves around your your hands, and then you interlace your fingers, and it braces your neck, and it holds your arms, and it lets you sit without like getting any sort of cricks in your neck. And you and I could sleep pretty much sitting in in just a regular chair that way. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just bad at sleeping. I'm not a sleeper. <laughs> Sometimes I wish that like I didn't need to sleep, but yeah. like not enough to really try meth because that's really what meth does. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to become one of the speed freak killers, right? Right. I had a friend who was who was exactly not exactly, but he was pretty like minded to myself, um, and he went really hard into meth, mm. you know. And then he ended up getting clean later, but like when we talked about it afterwards, I was like, dude, like what was it that made you fucking want to try that? Cause anyone that I see on meth and I'm like, Nope. Yeah. <laughs> you know, not at all. But like, what was it that made you try that? And he goes, the fact that I didn't need to sleep. Mm. I was like, ah, oh. like that 100% I get like, there's so many things that I want to do. And mm. sometimes just the act of falling yeah. to sleep, like going to sleep, like submitting to it. Like, fuck that. Like, I could be doing other shit with my mind right now than, than <laughs> letting that happen. Need is a strong term when it comes to being on meth. It's not that he didn't right. need to sleep. It was it's, that he didn't yeah. decide Couldn't. to sleep. <laughs> Correct. Yeah. Or <laughs> the meth monsters sleep. didn't let him. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Because that's me. Like, I'll go, if there's a thing, there's there's a, a study I heard about recently where they were like, mm, it turns out most people aren't on a 24-hour schedule. And so some people are on, like, a 29-hour schedule, and some people are yeah. on a 20-hour schedule. And, you know, excuse me, there's a lot in between. And I was like, oh, finally, someone understands. Because for me, like, I could be awake for 24 hours. And then I can sleep for 10 hours and then that could mm-hmm. be my life. If I were on a 34-hour day, everything would be perfect. Yep. Sleep 10 hours, be awake for 24. Sleep 10 hours, be awake for 24. They have jobs that are like that. They do have jobs that are like that and I don't want them. No. <laughs> yeah. Very less desirable. I was watching a, a part of a Joe Rogan podcast earlier with this, this girl – named i can't remember sarah something she was talking about a time specific diet uh or yeah time time specific it's it's, it's essentially fasting but so like you only allow yourself like nine hours a day to eat or something like that yeah uh and what did you just say that reminded me of that 
I don't know. Um, I don't know either. Twenty-four hour day is not necessarily what oh, humans do. Yeah, but so she was talking about how it's it's largely based on your circadian rhythm. Mm-hmm. The that you know when when you should be eating that the the effective window of when you should be eating and putting fuel into your body is only a specific portion of the day, you know, and it's not at all fucking you know twelve or fifteen or what you know. Most people, if you, if you really track it, you're probably eating unless you're you're trying not to. You're probably eating for about fifteen or sixteen hours a day, right? Right. And so she was like, optimally, you know, nine or ten. Give yourself that window. But it's hard. She said it's almost impossible with if you work nine to five because that means that you either have to not eat breakfast and work without fuel for you know a couple of hours or eat dinner at four o'clock. <laughs> See, I've been doing this ever since Zach brought it up. Ever since we talked. Yeah, yeah. Ever since we talked, I um, I've been skipping breakfast. I've been doing the the intermittent fasting, and so I eat from whenever I end up having lunch, which I start that clock at twelve. Like whenever. Okay. I, maybe I have lunch at twelve. Maybe I have it at one or one thirty. It all depends on how the day goes. And then, yeah. so I have lunch. Then I may have a snack in between, and then I have dinner before it's been eight hours. And that's been how I've been doing it for the last week and a half, two weeks, however long it's been since we talked about it. And how's that working for you? One hundred percent fine. The most days I don't even notice. I'm fucking so jealous. Yeah. That's- like Same I want to, and like right I noticed there. that first, but not not after a few days. Especially if I have coffee. If I have coffee, it's all good. And Kevin Smith was even talking about it too. He because he had a heart attack. Yeah, it was again it was on Joe Rogan, and he, and he then went on to a vegan diet. He read Penn Jillette's book, uh, and then he got in contact with a guy that Penn Jillette recommended, and he ate the the, the diet that he started was called sides only. Hmm. Uh, and so he, that's how I order did, anyway, especially at breakfast. Right. Well, almost. Oh, yeah? so he, so yeah. he said it starts out with, with potatoes. He goes, you can eat as many potatoes as you want, hmm. but only potatoes, no salt, no butter, no cheese, no bacon, no nothing, just baked potatoes. You can't like, literally you can't fry them or anything, but as many as you want. And he goes, and what happens is during the first two weeks, you, you realize at some point that you, he's like thinking like, you know, I love potatoes, but he's like, you realize, no, you don't fucking love potatoes. You love the butter and the salt, (laughs) you know, and all that stuff. And so it it starts you in on this weird like fasting thing because you start to only eat, you know, when you're hungry and then, and potatoes last for a lot longer. And he said, and after two weeks, then you add corn, you know, and you do all of this and and it's, it's basically a plant-based diet, but it's all like side dishes Mm. and like, you know, that sort of thing. Um, And it's, you know, tricking your body. You know, and so, it, but that's what he does now. He said, like at nine or ten o'clock in the morning, he'll get like this wave of hunger, and he said his first instinct is to like, ah, stop it, and like cram something in my mouth. He's like, but that goes away. He's like, and I know that I've got tons of, of energy stores here in my, you know, my body that exists. Yeah, and so I'll just, you know, have it use that. But I fucking like I can't physically, I can't tolerate the because it goes beyond just hunger for me. It doesn't go away. It goes into cramps and it goes into the fucking chills and shivers. You that's know, that's pretty news. major. Yeah, that's pretty major. For for right. me, well, in the morning, if I'm hungry, I go, oh, I'll have a cup of coffee, and then it's all fine from there. Oh, no, it takes over my entire existence, and I can't fucking focus on anything, and I fucking I become miserable, and I've got to get something in there for the acid to be directed at. You may be hypoglycemic or something like that. I might be. 
Um, but all my tests have always come back fine. Okay. Right? So, and I, I have to go in for another upper GI endoscopy. Did I tell you about what happened in the last one? No. They tried to? Mm-mm. Okay. So they, they, for, for a while, Kaiser was telling me that they could only do these procedures on Fridays. Right. But I only have Mondays off at work and they don't let me just switch around to a Friday. So one day I called to, to schedule one and they were like, no, no, we can do it on a Monday. And I'm like, okay, cool. So I went in and I had this procedure done. And uh, endoscopy is where they uh, put put a camera down your throat into your stomach. An upper right. GI endoscopy. That, you know, so, um, well, they gave me some fentanyl. And I didn't remember this at the time, right? I, I woke up with no memory of anything. But the nurse just kept saying, it's not your fault. And I was like, okay. Like, what's not my fault? She's like, it's not your fault. I was like, cool. Like, thank <laughs> you. Like, what? What is not my fault, though? And I was like, did I, did I fight you? And she's like... It's not your fault. Yes, you did fight us. And I was like, okay. I was like, I'm really sorry. She was like, we were unable to complete the procedure. I was like, well, fucking shit. You know, meanwhile, the doctor's not here. The doctor's not looking at me. And I'm like, so what? Okay. It's like, what if you just restrained me? You know, <laughs> like if you just tie, tied my arms down. And she's like, nope. She's like, your vitals were elevated. The doctor called it. She said, absolutely not. We can't do anything. I was like, well, what? Like, fucking, like, what the hell? Right? So, turns out, the anesthesiologist only works on Fridays. Oh. And so they need me to be under because I'm a fucking big dude and I don't like having hoses shoved down my throat, apparently. <laughs> right? So, I, and I have a <laughs> faint, faint memory. And it came to me like a day later. Sure. Of me like sitting up like and, and hearing ladies' voices telling me that it was okay, but just like 100% not liking the thing that was in my throat and needing it out. And I think I may have put my hand on the doctor's face and just like swatted her away. I may have. She didn't want, she didn't want to see me and she didn't talk to me. And like the nurse called me the next day, but like still the doctor didn't. So like, I don't know. I feel like a shithead, but it wasn't my fault. She yeah. Saying it wasn't my fault. Yeah. But so, so I have to go in for another one of those in a couple <laughs> weeks <laughs> with an anesthesiologist. Cause they can't figure out why, you know, cause it shouldn't be that, that, you know, that bad. And I shouldn't, uh, you know, it'll get to the point where I'll I'll puke and then I'll puke blood. You know, mm. so it's bad news. God. yeah, that's <laughs> that's no good. <laughs> but it's not all the time. Like I've done, you know, since I cut out bread, pretty much it's a lot less. You know, and sugar too. It's less. It, it is. Well, so so before, like I would I would wake up with all of the food that I had eaten yesterday undigested and just ready to come right back up. Wow. You know? Yeah. Now, like, it, nothing is really undigested, but I wake up with, and if I if I don't catch it in enough time, like, you know, either, like, putting, like, some, some nuts in there, like, a, a little tiny, tiny bit of a protein shake or something, then I'll, uh, I'll get this, like, bubbly, like, white foam that I, that I throw up. Whoa. And if I don't stop that in enough time, then I fucking, I will absolutely puke blood, uh, you know, because it just keeps going, keeps going, keeps going. You know, and I take my pill, uh, you know, I have a stomach pill that I take, um, you know, and, and it, so there, the, the thing that, that helps it is, um, like a tiny, tiny sip of water and a tiny, tiny sip of like a protein shake, or like I said, some nuts, like something for the acid to be directed at. And then I, and then I can't bend over anymore. Like once it gets too bad, like if I, if I physically bend over, like the bending of my stomach does it, you know? So I like, uh, you know, it's weird. It, it's it's a weird adjustment, like my that that I've had to make tons of weird adjustments that I've had to make, just trying to sort of figure out how to get it to stop. 
you know, and every time I tell the doctors all this stuff, they're like, yeah, we need to figure that shit out. But the only way we can do that is with the camera. I'm like, okay. <laughs> well, you don't need to take a Friday off at some point to really. Well, no, I've, I've switched now. So, so I do, I do get Fridays off oh. every other Friday now. Okay. okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, yeah. but the caveat to that is I have to have Fridays now for three months. Oh. Right. Whereas Jenny gets Mondays, so like we're alternate now. Got it. That's yeah. That's crazy. My my grandfather in law has this where he's been apparently shitting blood for years. So he's certain Just he's. Fine. Oh he no. He's certain he's gonna die. He's certain that he is. Uh, he's dead, and just no one's told him yet. So. <laughs> So he's making lots of plans about what to do when he's gone, and we're all like, "You're fine. Stop doing this. Everything is it fine. now? Is it actual blood or is it like black? I've never like seen it myself. I don't know that. I don't know, but I know that there's blood in a stool, and he knows that he quote unquote knows that this is um, stomach cancer. This is this is the end. He's gonna die now." And it's like, well, it's maybe because you're 92. Maybe it's just because right. you're 92, right. you're shitting. He's just blood. really trying to prepare you guys. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or maybe he just really had a bad shit one day. It was like, oh, this is the end. I got to be dying. This yeah. is going to be the only explanation here. <laughs> I have sorry, no I'm idea. No, no, no. No, no, no. Situation. It's, it, no, it's 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 a crazy thing where it's like, you, you, sir. <laughs> Can we talk for a second? Because you're yeah. fine. You're totally fine. Please stop thinking that you're dying. <laughs> oh, I just, I just, even with my with my own grandfather, my own grandfather, he's like he. It's something about some medicine he was taking for his heart, and it was the same medicine my grandmother was taking. But my grandmother's a couple years younger than him. And the doctor told her, well, you know, you don't want to take this after you're 80 because that's the worst and you're going to die. And he was like, wait, I'm 81 and I'm taking this medicine too. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, your doctor should have told you to stop it. (laughs) Yeah. It's weird. That's, That's something that's very weird that I didn't know I would have to deal with in my life is, um, comforting grandparents to let them know that they are okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like these are all healthy people. I'm in a weird minority. I think you guys can correct me if I'm wrong. Oh, Zach, I think this is correct for you. But anyway, um, all four of my grandparents are, are alive and well, like literally well, like they're all just fine. Yeah. That's, uh, I got three. You got three? Zach, you have three? Yeah. You have, no, you have I, two. 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 Yeah. On the same side? No. no. One grandfather, one grandmother. Yes. I see the grandmother now and then when I go to Safeway. Oh, really? Yeah, she, I think she goes there every day. <laughs> I've never said hello, and I don't plan to, but, um... I do see her. She's there, hanging out, <laughs> chilling. I don't blame you. <laughs> you should one day just be like, is you Zach's Grammy? <laughs> <laughs> I could just run up and go, me, me, me. And then yes. like, give her a hug or, and then run away. 
<laughs> That'd be pretty funny. Meanwhile, it's not at all Zach's grandma. It's just some lady that just hangs out there. Yeah. No, it just no, no. happens to look I, like her. I know it because she is still driving the same van that she had <laughs> when I was eight years old. Busted. Oh, actually, finally, she finally changed it. Oh, did she? Yeah. Oh, well, now I have to look harder about yeah. whether or not she's there. <laughs> well, I mean, she's still pretty distinctive looking. Yeah, she is. But up until recently, um, James, I would go, I would drive into the Safeway parking lot and I go, look at that red van. I don't remember what kind of van it was, but I go, oh, look at that red van. That looks like her van. And then I'd see the bumper sticker that was like, my child is a star student at the mm-hmm. school that I graduated from 15 years 96. ago. <laughs> and I go, oh, yep, that's definitely her. Because mm-hmm. 80 people went to that school at a time. <laughs> and it's very unlikely I would ever see one of these bumper stickers again. That's fantastic. Yeah. So she's still doing good. Every now and then I, I drive by their house because uh, it's on the way to daycare for my granddaughter. Oh. Oh, really? My granddaughter, I just said. That's weird. My you daughter. Did. I just, I, I, I did. We heard it, and like I knew what you meant, but then I was like, wait, wait. <laughs> No. <laughs> you can just let that pass. No, I don't have a granddaughter. I have a normal daughter. and um, She is very grand, however. She's great, yeah. She's <laughs> fantastic. She's very grand. Anyway, it's on Elmwood, so it's right next to... It's on Elmwood... Uh, I don't know, midway between Safeway and Pershing. So it's. I sometimes have to drive past that house on the way there. Is your mom still next door? No, no. Okay. They're actually closer to where to where um to where I'm at over here. Oh, oh interesting. Yeah, interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Zach and his mom is not a subject we're gonna go into. Yeah. <laughs> Works for me. Yeah, all right. <laughs> um how was the Giants game yesterday? It, it was, was great. good. Yeah. It's fantastic. Yesterday, oh, I, I watched some of it yesterday. That was the the Mad Bum. Uh, yeah, I'm, they they lost, but it was still good. But he he pitched well. Yeah, I know they lost, but he pitched well, didn't he? Uh, you know, he had some rough spots. I mean, they gave up like eight hits, but That's he only gave up two hits. runs, so it's not bad. That's not a lot of runs, but that is a lot of hits to give. Yeah, but I mean, it was. He only had like a, I think two two starts down in the uh, lower leagues. Mm. Normally, you'd get a lot more than that. Yeah, they yeah, yeah. Pulled them up super fast because they had been struggling a bit. And it's and uh, it's who he is. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you you figure he's you know missed you know the majority of last year and then missed the first couple months of this year. So. He basically missed everything up to the All Star break at this point. Just about, yeah. I mean, first two months. I mean, he'll he'll get a good month in before the All Star break, and then I'm sure he was frustrated because last year he had that dirt bike accident. Yeah, that you know, was partly so... season and missed almost all season except yeah. for I think like the last month. And then you know he was looking good in spring training, and then got a you know line drive off the finger that sidelined him. You know, yeah. Oh, so close to him last year. The yeah, break his finger. Yeah, he had to have like I think pins put in. It was it was an actual injury, but that's the stupid thing about baseball is sometimes things like like an ingrown fingernail are things that will sideline pitchers. Yeah. 
Yeah, or like blisters, you know. You have a blister. Oh my god, you have a blister. You're on the DL list for two weeks. Oh. (laughs) You have an infected cuticle. Like, it's all about their hands. And so sometimes you, like, see the injury report and you're like, wait, what? Like, where? (laughs) Show me this shit. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and it sucks when it's someone like Madison Bumgarner where pretty much, like, He's a large part of the reason that the Giants have been doing so terribly this season. Even though they're not actually on the bottom yeah, of I'm their... I was going to tell you, they're actually... I mean, they're at 500 right now. Yeah, they're at 500. They're, are they still second to the Padres? Is it the Padres? The Padres are, are in last... Yeah. Oh, well, really, I mean, if you look at the standings, Arizona's in first place, and they have 32 wins and 29 losses, and the Padres are in last with 29 wins and 35 losses. We so it's a really worst. small window. We have the worst division. Pretty much. That's I mean, the, the American terrible. League Central is pretty bad, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. the Padres actually aren't, like, completely terrible. They do... They're, uh... Like the there's like three or four teams in the in the National League worse than them. If the bottom is around 500, that's pretty good because you yeah. got to be beating someone. And it we're, turns we're the out, most mediocre of the leagues. <laughs> yeah, it turns out you're beating people in in Central United States. Yeah, oh, boy. <laughs> excuse me. You nice. Excuse. I want that resonance. Yeah. I've got a I've got a nice little uh, bobblehead of Madison Bumgarner right behind me. I'm looking at it to bring us back to our bobblehead talk from last episode. And what I really think is very funny about this Madison Bumgarner bobblehead is that he is at bat. Yeah. <laughs> because why is that funny? That is very funny because Matt. It's 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 funny in a in a weird like three times larger sense because Madison Bumgarner is probably the best batting pitcher in major league baseball. Okay. In major league baseball, half the time pitchers do not have to go to bat. Right. Cause they have the designated hitter. Yeah. Yes. In the American league. Yeah. In the American league in the national league, which the giants are in, uh, pitchers do have to go up to bat and Madison Bumgarner is actually one hell of a hitter. Like, I think in seasons past where he has done the entire season, he is better than some of the people who are not pitchers. That's saying a lot. He has a, he has several home runs to his name and, uh, that cannot be said of most pitchers, which I wonder why, like you, you figure you have arm strength. Well, yeah, I mean, if you go back to Babe Ruth, Babe Ruth, before he got into Major League Baseball with all their crazy weird rules, was a pitcher. Babe Ruth was right. a pitcher, and he was a great pitcher, who also was a great batter, but he couldn't pitch every game, so they made him an outfielder. So that he could play in every single game and hit in every single game. But he was also... they needed him to hit, yeah. Yeah, but well, he was uh, yeah. also an ace I mean, pitcher. talking about... Oh, go ahead, CJ. No, 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 that was it. He was an ace pitcher. Done. Zach. Oh, well, I was just going to say, is going back to that, um, you have uh, Otani um, playing for the Angels, and he's a pitcher that also DHs for them quite yeah. a bit. Yeah. So he sees a lot more games than most pitchers. 
but yeah. it's it's one of those weird things where just in general you go, oh, he's a pitcher, so he's like he's terrible at bat. But Madison Bumgarner is very good at bat. For what position yeah. did you guys play? I was never very good, so I normally played in the outfield. <laughs> um, now I do outfield. When I go hang out with my friends who play slow pitch and they need an extra player, I go play outfield. Um, back then, I was second base or shortstop. Yeah. And when, I, when I'm when i up to bat in slow pitch softball, <laughs> I'm not very good. When I'm up to bat, I... I will usually be up to bat three times, and I will get one single, one walk, one out. (laughs) In that order? Uh, Not necessarily, but in general, I can guarantee you that I will get those three things during the game. (laughs) I haven't played since I was 11. Oh, man, you ought to do it. Oh, wow. (laughs) I've done batting cages and stuff, and I've played catch. Right, but yeah. Did you play baseball when you were 11? I did on the Pirates, in fact, in Fremont, California. And we went undefeated for the entire season, and I went to the All-Stars team. My friend Zach was on the Pirates in Stockton. Hey! I can't believe that you remember that. (laughs) His dad was one of the coaches. That was my first, um, like my first little, Little League team was the Pirates. Man, in fact, my 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 mom and dad, mostly my mom, have it uh, got it in this little little, like shadow box that I have in my room, like my uh, my little jersey and my little picture when I was you know (laughs) however old I was. My daughter is not eighteen months old yet, but she's already weirdly good at throwing balls. Oh wow! She can throw a ball. Probably four to five feet right now. Hey, that's longer than her whole body. Yeah, and you know what? That's really, really good for a kid her age because kids don't normally learn how to throw until they're about three. But she really likes balls. You should give her a ninja star. Well, what I... No, she's not getting a shuriken or anything. But... (laughs) I'm very excited as a father because I I don't care about any sport except baseball. Oh yeah. So with a That's daughter a who's very good at throwing balls, I'm like, hoo, 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 just you wait. Four years old, you're going to be in t-ball, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm very excited about her playing t-ball because I oh I'm all the way behind her playing t-ball, and I I'm also behind her playing whatever the hell sport is something that is interesting to her, but she's going to grow up in a baseball household because my wife doesn't care about any sports and I only care about baseball. (laughs) She's good at throwing. So I think everything is pointing to baseball. Luckily. So yeah. So what realistically would you say just, you know, hypothetically, is is an appropriate age for me as Uncle James to give her some shurikens to throw. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta wait. You gotta wait until third grade. Okay, eight not, years old. Not three years old. You're saying? No, 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 no. Okay. When when a normal child would start throwing a ball, but she's already been throwing things for three years, I think she can handle it. Her dad. It's. A, I, <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying to keep shurikens out of the house, but now and then I keep going on Amazon and I'm looking at. These things where it's like, 
It's a belt, but oh, a belt yeah. buckle is a shuriken that you could yeah. pull out. Oh. <laughs> I have a belt that has uh, the belt buckle is a hidden knife yeah. that slides into the belt and pulls out. Yeah, I'm almost thin enough to wear it. In fact, I probably am thin enough to wear it now. You should give it a shot. I should bust that out and start wearing it to parties. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> knife belt. Yeah, no. I'm in a weird place in my life where I've gone down a shirt size and a pant size. Wow. How do you feel about that? I feel pretty good about it. And so now I'm going through my clothes and I'm going, okay, so I'm starting with this. I'm over the shirt anyway. I'm going to get rid of it because it's in a size I don't need to wear. And it doesn't look good. Well, so, okay, but the question is, hmm. the thing that prevents me is the embarrassment from if, if I back. do get fat enough again to have to wear it again. For it's me... Like, then I have to go and buy new clothes. When do I admit that? So, for me, this is the first time that I have actually gone to the care of paying attention to what I'm doing in order to lose weight and then losing weight... And also, it's taken enough time now that I'm I'm okay because I think it will take me at least as much time as it took me the last time to go from the size I am now to the size I was, which was years. It sneaks up on you if you stop trying completely. Yes. As long as you keep trying to maintain, you'll, you should be fine. Oh, I'm going to try at least a little bit. And that's basically where I'm at, where I'm like, uh, I'm going to try a little bit. You know what? Now and then, I'm going to go to Taco Bell, and I'm going to get a quesarito and a potato soft taco. And you're going to have earned it, and it's going to be fine. Yeah, and everything will be fine, because now and then, I will just go, yeah, today's the day. As long as I don't say today's the day uh, 11 times in a yeah. day, yeah. in a day, <laughs> everything will be fine. So I, I, I feel confident. Maybe, maybe you know, I will, I'm, you know, exhibiting a lot of hubris right now, but I think in general, everything's going to be fine. We'll see what Ireland is like, because right now the new, because what I keep doing is like, I, I will make a change and then I will plateau and then I'll make a new change and then I'll plateau and blah, blah, blah. So mm -hmm. I plateaued recently, and so my new change is I am avoiding beef and potatoes. Just Ethan. What? What did you say? Because I heard you say you're avoiding Ethan potatoes, and oh. I thought <laughs> that that was a brand of potato. Nope. Uh, beef and potatoes. That makes much more sense. I was like, that's a really <laughs> fucking specific thing to avoid. <laughs> like, I am avoiding damn Ethan tomatoes. What? God what? damn Ethan, motherfucker! <laughs> no, I'm I, I'm avoiding beef and potatoes. When uh, when Gorditas first came out, uh, Gorditas. Oh, so we 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 all have this memory. My dad was in, we were all in the drive-thru and dad was driving. He's like, yeah, I'm going to try one of those gorditas. And they had three flavors at the time, right? Supreme, mm -hmm. Baja, and something else. Yep. Right. And the guy was like, okay, so what kind of gordita? And he's like, uh, beef. He's like, yeah, yes, sir. What, what flavor? And dad's like, beef. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, sir. What, what kind of gordita? And dad's like, B-E-E-F. <laughs> Like, he's getting upset, and then he looks over at us, he's like, he must be new. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, the guy was like, sir, I understand, but they come in different flavors, you know? And Dan was like, oh, it took me minutes, though. Beef. I want a beef gordita. Beef gordita, come on. Yeah. 
Beef. Come on, buddy. Beef must be new. <laughs> Beef. Yeah, I remember. He this. wanted an Ethan Gordita. Is what he fucking wanted. Excuse me, Ethan. Man, I got all the burps. Hang on, there might be another one. Get it out. If it's not paying rent, mm. kick it out. No, we're good now. Oof. Oh, yeah. There it is. That was a fart. <laughs> <laughs> James was with me, Zach, when I left a party that I invited James to, and James was driving me home. But I was hiccuping so much that I activated my gag reflex. So we had to pull over to UOP for me to just throw up because I had been hiccuping too much. And so something in my throat went, mm, you're hiccuping a lot, so we need to get something out of the stomach. He handled oh like a champ, God. though. He was super polite. He was like, yeah, just, you know, whenever you can pull over. I was like, okay. He's like, yeah, here's good. I was like, <laughs> 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 you know, you don't want to be a bother. but uh, Right, yeah. But it just, uh, you know, I'm going to throw up pretty soon, so if you could. <laughs> so I threw up on a grassy knoll in front of the University of the Pacific. Probably not the first or even like the billionth time that's happened. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, seriously. Exactly. <laughs> I've, I've hung out with UOP kids. <laughs> You're currently girls. hanging out with future UOP kids. Uh, I hope not. I don't. <laughs> well, my oh. girls, <laughs> but uh, one of the girls that dated in high school, they uh, she and her family lived across the street from UOP on Brookside Road. Road? Maybe? That, it doesn't matter. Sure. Across, yeah. from, across from the soccer field. But on the other side of the soccer field were a bunch of fraternities. And apparently her family had been instrumental in disallowing the fraternities from drinking alcohol because they were building the fraternities. And her mother and father were like, Ugh, they're building fraternities. There's going to be a lot of drinking over there. So they did all this petitioning to change the laws or the bylaws or something of the fraternity or of the university to make sure that it was not allowed for any fraternity on UOP campus to drink alcohol. Oh man. Really? Yeah. That's like a permanent cock block. That's bullshit. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, they continued to drink alcohol. They just weren't allowed to do it. Yeah. It's just now became a punishable <laughs> offense. Yeah. Yeah, they're still, they're, they're agitators. <laughs> Do you know, are you aware of any rules that you have inadvertently or inadvertently caused that have come about because of actions that you've taken? Mm. Like in, no, but I'm sure that there, there are <laughs> those. No, for me, that yeah, I'm aware well, of. Well, Zach's never broken a rule. <laughs> right, oh, yeah. okay. <laughs> <laughs> I like this. I like Sassy Zach. (laughs) Sassy Zach is that that he's all of us. He is. (laughs) Sassy Zach is all of us, fam. (laughs) Oh, man. Sassy Zach. That's your new street name. Yep. Better than better than some. (laughs) (laughs) James, do you have any nicknames like that? (laughs) Like Sassy Zach? No, that one. No, 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 no. Oh, sorry, not nicknames, but any rules that have come to pass because of you? Oh man, Uh, none that are 
<laughs> None that are worth saying. <laughs> <laughs> no taking acid in front of City Hall. Right, yeah. <laughs> no. It was... So, we. one of my teachers did implement a rule that... Um, I mean, it was, it was a, a classic rule, but, like, the teacher hadn't had it before. Like, the teacher had an open, like, talking policy. Mm-hmm. Like, you can just say whatever you wanted until I got there, and then they were like, no, now you need to raise your hand. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, yeah, not... Yeah, but, like... No policy changing, really. Yeah, I didn't really shake anything up that that much. I remember in fifth or sixth grade with Mr. Collier, who Zach will remember, Mm -hmm. um, we always had this thing where we had to read a thing and then answer questions on a piece of paper. And the piece of paper had all these questions on it, and you had to answer in a short answer form under every single question. And so for me, it was pretty common to pretend that I had forgotten my question sheet in the other classroom because there were only two classrooms there was the five six classroom classroom and the seven eight classroom and so in grades five and six i'd be like oh shoot i totally forgot my questionnaire and i would go down to the other room to pick it up but on the way back i would really take my time and stop and put the piece of paper up against the wall and really write the questions on it (laughs) (laughs) and start to actually complete the assignment but um another thing i remember and this is pretty different from what you're asking but it's a good story is there was this guy named paul who still exists and i talked to him um where so there is a guy named there is a guy named paul is this the paul that i know this is the paul that you know Okay, because it's still. A seventh... I figured based on based on the story that we were telling. Yeah, to make sure. Yeah, this is a seventh and eighth grade thing. Zach, were you, I think you were? Were you with us in the in algebra in eighth grade? Yes. Yes. I, I think it was like you, me, Megan, and Brian. I thought. I think that is correct. So, yeah. in seventh and eighth grade, James, our class, like literally geographically was split into the highest level of math, which was algebra in eighth grade. And that was the four of us in the back row. Okay. And then there were people who were also in eighth grade who were in pre-calculus or not pre-calculus, pre-algebra. And then there were people also in eighth grade in eighth grade math. And then over on the seventh grade side, there were people in seventh grade math and it was a whole thing. Everyone was split up into all kinds of weird, crazy things. But so the highest of us were in uh, algebra and we were the back row. So in front of us, we could see everyone and what they had on their papers. And so (laughs) a large part of how math class went was the teacher would sit at the front of the class in front of his podium. And he would, the way he graded homework was, he would say, okay, question one, uh, Alyssa, give me, give me the answer to question one. And she would say 10 and he'd go, that's correct. And then everyone would grade their own paper and be like, oh yeah, yeah, one of those. It's, you know, and he'd go down the row like that. And so in the back row, we had noticed that this guy, Paul, um, 
had no answers to any questions. Which is brilliant. Exactly. It was brilliant. So whenever he was called upon, he would go, oh, I didn't finish this one. And then, but at the end, in order to grade everything, the teacher would just call on each person individually. And he'd be like, you, what'd you get? And they'd be like, um, 16 out of 20. And he'd write it down and blah, blah, blah. He'd go through the whole class like that. And so with Paul, he never had any answers to any questions. But when asked how many he got wrong, if he was not called on at all, he would say he got zero wrong. And if he were called on, then he would say he got everything wrong, everything right, except for the ones that he was called upon to answer. So we told him about that. Whoa, we're way far down the trail, and I do not remember what my original point was. <laughs> we were talking. You were talking about like leaving rules that change. St- or things yeah. Oh, yeah. Rules. And then you were talking about making up excuses about leaving stuff in other classes. And then we started talking about Paul. Okay. So this is one of the first times in my life that I've ever been like, I got to tell on him. So I went <laughs> and I told the teacher a couple of times, like Paul does not have answers to any of the questions on his worksheet. He does not do the homework. He just tells you that he has, and he tells you that he got everything right. And uh, so I told him that a couple of times, and then on like the third or fourth time that I told him, he was like, the teacher did not tell me this, but he just decided, I'm going to test this. So he went up in the front of the class to his podium. He was like, all right, question one. Uh, let's see. Who's going to give me the answer? Uh, Paul. And Paul went, oh, um, I didn't finish that. That one. I, did, I, did, I don't know. He's like, okay. He called on someone else and they gave him the answer. He was like, cool. All right, question two. Uh, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I didn't finish this one either. <laughs> yep. And he did that 20 times. Man. Yeah, it was rough. That sucks. <laughs> Man, oh, that Lord. sucks. Like, just because he, he kept making him do it. Well, like, mm-hmm. at what point you just be like, I actually didn't do any of these? Paul never, oh. Paul would never and did never say, I did not do the homework. He just continued to say, I didn't do that problem. I didn't do that problem. I didn't do that problem. And then when he was going around asking for for scores, he made Paul then say, "Uh, zero. You got zero wrong? No, I got zero right. Okay. (laughs) Just double checking. Just want to make sure. Because I don't remember from me going around the room and asking you to... Tell me the answers to these questions. <laughs> I got zero right. Yeah, Paul. I still talk to Paul. <laughs> Paul may be a listener. I don't know. He is. He's one of three. <laughs> On some of them, we have 50. Wow. What was our most recent one? All right, let's see. So we go to fireside.fm, pretend to sign in. We're going with pit of conversation. Excuse me. Metrics. 
our episode that has the most downloads is still typing Nazis at 53. No? It's unfortunate because I feel like the word Nazi is the thing that's bringing people to look at it. Yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> doesn't matter. So um, our latest episode has 11. Our average per episode is 21. Hey. Right. Oh, okay. Hey, it's more than I expected. You know what? See, see, here's where we go. Every every couple of weeks, we we look at uh, all the metrics. Mostly, it's on iOS. Um, Damn you, iOS people! Almost seventy five percent is on iOS. It's just more user friendly. It's better. But you don't need to be nice. It's better. Wow. <laughs> United States, Canada, Finland, and unknown. Oh, unknown. 13 downloads in Canada, though. Wow. Wow. We're popular with the Canadians. Yeah. I bet it's Ben Kaplan. He's listening this whole time. He's been a secret <laughs> fan. Hey, Ben. How you doing? Yeah, if you're listening, please make contact. We'd love to have a chat. So in the U.S., California has 311 downloads, which is mostly people we know. Sure. I've been told by a couple of people that we know who listen to this, like, hey, I like how uh, you get to a certain point and you start talking shit. And I'm like, yeah. Well, we do. We do. <laughs> That's Be true. careful listening. You might be one of the targets. Yeah. You, we might start talking shit about you. All right. So I have then, a rule, though, with that specifically. With any kind of shit talking that I do in life, <laughs> I never ever say stuff that I wouldn't also say to the person. You know what you I know, mean? Yep. I'm with you. Like, I, I'm not saying anything that I don't actually feel. Correct. Correct. If you have a problem with what I'm saying, then you probably don't realize that I have a problem with you. Right. Or I don't actually give a shit. And I'm. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we have 311 downloads in California, 22 in Virginia, 19 in Washington, 18 in Maryland. Two in Texas. Two unknown. 18 in Maryland. That's yeah, I have no Maryland. idea what that's about. One Colorado. One Missouri. Now, how do you really know this? What if it's all, like, some weird, crazy, like, router and, like... Oh, people know, could be spoofing insert. stuff. If they're spoofing yeah. it, then I would never know. What if it's well, only I mean, one guy? Worldwide, really we've got... Only one guy that's listened to it, like, three, four thousand times? Three downloads in Finland. <laughs> that's the part that's fun to me. Again, it's the yeah, Nazi that, one, isn't that'd it? That'd be cool. Three downloads in Finland. Uh, it's the Nazi one, isn't it? It must be. Excuse me. Uh, it doesn't say. Um, also, Pit, right? Finnish like has a lot of like, like death metal, right? That's true. So that's Norse. Maybe just the word Pit, and they're like, yes, this is where I need to go. US the Pit of Conversation. Texas, there's a couple in Texas, Colorado, Missouri, Virginia, Maryland. Um, throughout the world, it's mostly Finland for the places that are not the United States or Canada. Hmm. Finland, our, our Finnish listeners, please feel free to contact us <laughs> and let us know what it is about the show that you appreciate. At Silent Gordon, more. anywhere you go. Silent Gordon at any domain. Done. Anything. Anything you want at Silent Gordon, I will respond. Oh, fellas. I think that might be close to time here. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. yeah. 
Even though we'll, what time we'll, it is. We'll let you go. We'll let well, you go. Thank, thank you. Yeah, Zach and I are going to keep talking, but uh, yeah, you, you go do whatever you need to do. Are you really going to keep talking? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> like, I feel like a chode if that's happening. I'll stay up. I'll take one for the team. I'll just take another bong rip real quick. It'll be fine. No, I'm pretty. I'm pretty hammered. And that's, it just continues to be the thing where I'm real hammered. And my wife is like, yeah, that thing you talked about on the podcast. And I'm like, no, you have to remind me because yeah. I what What don't, thing? I talked about a hundred things. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. Um, How do you enjoy your freedom, by the way? You're done with, with work for now. Yeah, I'm done with work till August. And oh, yeah. It's beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> Did you, I, uh, did, when you signed up for this, did you, not to get too personal, but did you si- sign up to get paid for 12 months or are you just going to fucking deal with not having any money for two months? They did not offer it to me when I first took the job, but then at the start of this school year, it became state law that they had to offer it to me. So, okay. so I took it and uh, I'm never <laughs> looking back. I mean, God damn. No. I'm getting a yeah, full no. paycheck next month right. for work I did not do. My thing is, I'm not sure that I would be able to, after the first two months off of work, I'd be able to go back. I'm not sure that I would. I'd be like, I got to fucking find something else. <laughs> and the, well, the other thing that I have going on right now is that our union just got um, like a really high raise. We just got a five point three two or three oh, wow. percent raise for next year and part of that is a stipend three point something percent of that is a stipend that goes back to july of last year for so, not having a contract for not having a contract so next month i'll just get a stipend check for the amount of money that they decided to give me extra it's it's amazing i cannot imagine not working for a school district and so this other thing that we talked about maybe last episode maybe the one before where they're like hey you want to have this other job i'm pretty sure the answer is no oh wow (laughs) because i'm making a lot more money just being at home a lot like i'm at home a lot for the amount of money i make i'm at home a hell of a lot (laughs) Yeah. yeah, I uh, I need to switch. I'm gonna I'm gonna become a school janitor. It's gonna be fine. A school you know janitor. What? You will make. You will have a hell of a pension. You will make a lot of money per hour. And I'll, what I'll do is I'll fun. sneak into the math room and I'll I'll solve oh, like there you eighth go. grade equations that no one knows how to solve, and I'll be like the smartest eighth grader. This is perfect. This is a really <laughs> good idea. I think you need to do this. <laughs> I, I support uh, you in all your endeavors, Jim. <laughs> Thanks, guys. <laughs> but before we sign off, what's everyone drinking tonight? Oh, that's a great idea. Yeah. yeah. Go for I it. I am drinking a grape-flavored Powerade with hmm. gin. <laughs> and uh, I also have a little bit of Fruit Punch-flavored uh, Mio squeezed in there. To oh. deal. So it's grape and Fruit Punch. And gin, let me tell you something. I like those, I cannot yeah, taste yeah. at all the gin. And both of the ones that I've had have had, I don't know. I can't tell. The, the fucking wine cups that we have hold two cups in them. And so I'm trying to. 
trying to do down the bottom right of the bulge. It had about, you know, a half a cup. I don't know how much shots that is. It had a lot. had a lot of It's great. I love these cups. And, but I couldn't taste it. That was the whole point. I couldn't taste the gin yeah. at all. Zach, what do you got? I am going with the that nice bullet bourbon. Yeah, I've been doing that the last few times because the cork is actually starting to disintegrate a little bit. So oh, you got to get rid of it. To, yeah, exactly. Excuse me. Ooh, you need Ooh. to get you a fancy ass glass decanter. I know. I need to go to that. I need to go to a thrift store like CJ and get one. Yeah, yeah. No, those, he took the last one. They don't exist anymore. No, they, they, <laughs> they, there were a few really good ones there. I just picked the best ones. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Having in the text messages which one off to go there on my next day off or something. That was uh, the one next to Finn's. I don't remember the name. Yeah. Hope Chest or something. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I always drive by there. I've never been in it. It's pretty good. It's pretty Me good. Neither. So what I've added to my whiskey collection this month is Monkey Shoulder Scotch Ooh. and mm. Buffalo Trace Bourbon. And they're both very good. But, uh, what I'm drinking tonight is what I'm always drinking, which is Canadian Club oh, okay. and water. And I've had <laughs> six, I think six shots of it oh, while boy. we've been uh, talking. And I have two more in front of me. That's, well, uh, it's, cheers. It sounds like a party. Yeah, it's a celebration for him. He doesn't have to fucking go to work tomorrow. Yeah, and Where am I he, going? it's what, you're four days away from uh, flying to Ireland? Something like that. I don't like I don't like numbers of days because I'm not okay. packed yet. Oh, okay. But, uh... You really yeah, do when... need to prepare, though. You need to prepare your liver by uh, getting as drunk as you can beforehand <laughs> so that you know what's fucking coming because you're going to be in Ireland. Oh, yeah, uh, check done... <laughs> getting as drunk as I possibly can every day done <laughs> I just have to to hit those scales hit those you know balance it between okay I need to get as drunk as I possibly can but when I wake up in the morning my wife will be gone to work because she's still she is still working. She is not done till Friday afternoon. Okay. So I still have to wake up in the morning when my daughter is screaming, Hello, I'm a baby and I'm ready to get out of bed. <laughs> Which is fine. And that's all that's all worked out fine for me. So once my wife is home for the weekend, ugh. This is going to be a rough weekend. <laughs> pack, 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 and then leave. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be the longest time you've ever spent away from the kid? Um, yeah. I'm ready. I bet but nice. I, I, I'm fine. I think my wife is going to fall apart, but uh, we'll yeah, see. Yeah, she's going to We'll see. And, and we will also see about... So I would like to... Based on what I have in the can and everything, I would like to record on Sunday if we can. Really? I'd be into it. I'd yeah. like to. But, and, you know, no uh, no pressure. Yeah, no pressure. If it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. Um, so I'd like to record Sunday, and then I'd like to look into recording the Sunday after, even though I'll be overseas. I think I might be able to make it happen. I'm pretty much always available... On Sundays, so... And, because, like, I'm off 
I'm always off, and I normally don't have plans. Oh, I lead shit. a I just, nice, boring life. I just realized that it's going to be like a weird time. Okay, that's why. That's why I meant. Yeah, like I hadn't thought about that part. Yeah, you. Well, the world. world <laughs> yeah, be? what's the time difference? So the yeah. time difference is about eight hours. No, it looks like nine hours ahead. Nine, it's nine hours ahead. So if we were to record as if everything was normal, then I would need to wake up at, it looks like, 5.30 in the morning. No, we'll have to find some sort of... Or you would have to still be awake and slightly drunk. Exactly. much more likely. Exactly. So we will see once I get over there. I don't want to make any hard plans with you guys until I'm there. Because for right now, 5.20 in the morning is um, 100% out of reach. But once I get there, maybe I'm going to be like some weirdo who's up early all the time and going to the gym and stuff. So wait, when it's 9 o'clock at night here on Sunday, it'll be 5.20 in the morning on Monday for you? Yes. Fucking shit. (laughs) So it all depends on me? Right. And so maybe it's more like we record at uh, 9 in the morning, my time, and 6... In midnight after, for us? Yeah, whatever. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll yeah. see. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, but if, if, we do, if we do that like on a Saturday, I'm down. Yeah. Uh, can't really do that on a Sunday because I work early on Monday, but... We'll see. We'll play by yeah. ear. It's yeah. very, very easily we can just go, eh, we're not going to record anything. And I mean, yeah, it's not like we don't have cell phones. I mean, it's not like the it's not like a hundred years ago where you'd be going overseas and be out of out of touch with us. Yeah, I mean, we couldn't yeah. know anything. Yeah, yeah. We'll 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 talk. Yeah. All right, gentlemen. Good night. Sleep right. well. Good night. Have you a guys. good night, you guys. Bye.